Holy shit. How are you? Hold on. I've got coffee. Oh, damn. That's good stuff. How are you? Happy whatever day it is by the time you get to this. You know, I try to put these things out on Wednesday, but usually iTunes doesn't update it till Thursday. Sometimes Spotify doesn't get up till the weekend. You know what? I never really know when you guys can hear this. So happy whatever day it is. Some really important things you need to know. If you ever find yourself in the UK, it is super illegal to get drunk in pubs. Not really sure how they enforce that, but apparently it's a thing. And if you catch yourself in Scotland, hella illegal to ride a cow while you're drunk. So if you think you're dodging that Uber fee, no, just take the damn cab. You know what? I don't know if they have Uber in Scotland. I kind of hope not. I feel like they have their shit together more than we do. And if you get a little upset in Australia, comb your titties. Because you're not allowed to smash your beer cans out of anger with your nipples of justice. Apparently they look down on that, down under. I guess they look up on it. Down, down under. It's a double negative, right? I like to think so. Anyway, on more of a positive note, we have a friend here from the UK. He's a Grammy-nominated artist, and he was on the top Billboard 100, actually, here in America under John Mayer not too long ago for one of his songs. Actually, he had a couple really good ones. He's working on his third album right now, and I wanted to sit him down while I had the chance. He's kind of an interesting fellow, so uh, get ready for a laugh. Uh, Introducing Mr. Chris Searle. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with Brandy. Oh, wait. No, not Brandy. I'm here with Chris Searley. How's it going, man? Um, it's going well, and it's Chris Searle. Searle? Oh, my God. Have I been pronouncing your name wrong for 10 years? Have you been saying Searley? Oh, my God. <laughs> for like eight years, man. I haven't, but it was Searley. It was anglicized to Searle. It was actually Searley in Italy, and then it was anglicized to plain Searle. When did that happen? Apparently. In the last Hundreds eight years? of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah, so yeah. bad. I'm so you sorry. wouldn't know about that. <laughs> no, that was I wasn't ago. there a hundred years ago. <laughs> um, so today we are sharing a bottle of apple brandy. Mmm, that sounds delicious. It's, actually, I've never actually had brandy like sit down drinks. I've only had it at like parties here and there. I'm I'm surprised I'm not offended because normally I just like brandy. People trying to mix stuff with it, but that actually looks really good. Mm, you want to smell? Let's give it. A it smells smell like Jolly Rancher. Mmm, that smell nice. All right, well, Chris, have one. All right, then. Let me know what it's like. American size shots. <laughs> oh, is this a shotting drink? Do you do shots of brandy? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, I thought it was more of a sipping thing. That's what oh, the ice was for. I love sipping it, but yeah, I do love a good shot, especially before performance. Oh. Yeah, because I teach vocals as well, so a good warm brandy really opens up your airways. Interesting. And if you're nervous, it kind of calms you down a bit as well, so you're like, oh, yeah. <gasps> You mentioned the the feeling of brandy makes you kind of feel warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So it's comforting for me. Hmm. Yeah. Well, well. Cheers, yeah. man. But this has got apple in it, so let's see. Mmm. Comforting apple. You know what? I actually don't taste too much alcohol in this. Wow. Is this supposed to be? It's just apple juice, isn't it? Yeah. No. This literally just tastes like something from a little box. Thirty percent. 
Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's it was fairly cable. cheap. It's not mm. the worst in the world. Oh, no. well, you're getting hammered today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here today with Chris Searle, lead singer of his own band. Yes. Tell me about it. What got you into music, man? Um, my dad, really. Yeah? Um, yeah, he... Um, he just one day said, I'm taking you to singing lessons and I've heard you singing in the shower. And he said, I think you've got a really good voice. And um, he ended up taking me to someone that he knew in Thanet, which is a part of Kent. So he'd come home from work and he would get straight in and he would drive me to singing lessons. And then he would fall asleep outside in the car or in the hallway when I would be doing vocal lessons. And then he'd drive me back. That was my very first kind of uh, memory. Of I really like that. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And then I got a guitar for Christmas. Oh. And then I... So how old were you? I was um, tw 11, 12. 11, 12. Okay. So yeah. this, this has been a life. This is this is all your life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was classically trained. I was uh, like a soprano. The only boy soprano in Kent Youth choirs, singers, you know, there's like hundreds of people in this. High pitch there. And oh. uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. My balls didn't drop for a while. <laughs> I mean, I was a soprano till I was 15, 16. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because you're around 16 is when you get the heavy yeah. voice. Yeah, 13, 14, huh. yeah. But no, not me. Okay. Late developer. So music was the thing. That's where you got. Would yeah. you, um, so when is your family was super supportive, do um, do they still uh, like your music? Or? My my nan was a singer. She she actually was managed by Max Bygraves, who is okay. quite a famous singer in England. Um, worldwide, really. Um, she sang jazz in the East End London clubs, oh, jazz wow. clubs, you know, cigarette, martini, you know. Oh, so you had big shoes to fill. Yeah, yeah. And um, she, and then I guess, really, I'm, my sister's a singer too. And as I was growing up, I realised I had this talent, and then Dad kind of helped me. Um, and then the singing teacher actually became a very close friend of mine. She still is. Um, and then it kind of developed into college. And then I went away and kind of dropped out of university because it wasn't the course that I wanted. And I kind of went and took it my own way up to London. And that's where it all started. Interesting. What university? It was Kent and Canterbury University. Kent and Canterbury. Kent University, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you just sort of like, nah, that's not working. I spent or... my student loan. I got wasted. Oh, wow. Um, I got great marks in my essays. And then I realized it was a, a teaching course for, to teach theater. And I thought, I don't know. I want to be on the stage. That sounds like a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. <laughs> teaching actors to teach acting yeah. to teach actors to yeah. teach acting. Absolutely. Yeah. That's when they also told me I was dyslexic. So, yeah. And I so and I was kind of like, ah, oh, and I had all this stuff inside me. Like, you know, it was, it, I just wanted to get all this emotion out of me, you know, and singing. And I needed to perform it, not to tell people how to do it. Okay. Um, so I, that first, um, after the first what do you say here? Semester? semester? After the first semester, I I packed my bags and I... Wow. Okay, so you knew real quick. Yeah. Wow, lucky. Yeah. Some people go three, four years and don't even realize it. No, I just... I was even trying to get my mate to... Because um, he played piano. I said, well, how about we leave? We go to London. You play the piano. I'll be the singer, you know. It's so um, fun. Yeah. Now he's a really, really um, successful sitcom um soap opera writer oh okay and he's like you remember are soap time? opera successful yeah oh my god <laughs> yes yes there's a few in england that are very successful oh wow really yeah yeah the eastenders coronation street they've been going since oh my god since tv began oh shit and people sit down every night millions to watch these soap operas wow yeah 
yeah. I mean, it's a big part of my life growing up, EastEnders. You know, it was like you lived with them. You saw it every day on your screen. That's so crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they were the one of the only, they didn't film every week. They were like every day with a new episode. Yeah. It was constantly coming out. Like you were living with this family that was over there, but yep. you're them living, watching what they're doing, but they're doing the dramatic version where you're like, oh yeah, it shouldn't yeah. be like that. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, it was, it was, I remember every Tuesday and Thursdays, it was like, oh my God, half past seven. Here comes EastEnders. <laughs> you know, um, and the whole family is sitting down to watch it. And now it's, I think it's every day, 7.30, apart from weekends. Really? But now it's like they do, um, like, socially conscious, you know, this one's about abortion, this one's okay. about mental health. <clears throat> wow, they're actually keeping that updated? They, it's not yeah, like Billy was mean to Cindy, and this is why it's wrong. <laughs> they are two characters on EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> Billy and Cindy, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and then afterwards they'll put a helpline, you know, uh, mental, okay. men's mental health. Oh, so wow. it's actually... Yeah, it's actually pretty it's cool. useful. Very. Wow. Yeah. That's different than American television. Yeah. We're like, all right, between all the TV shows, let's just have some boobies and steaks on the screen and maybe a pickup truck or two. Yeah? Is that good? Yeah, that's a, that's a TV yeah. show. And then 10 minutes of commercials. Modern family. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so where are you from originally? Like, where were you born? I was what born, rock? I was born in um, uh, Canterbury Hospital. I'm okay. sure you've heard of Canterbury. Mm -mm. Canterbury the Tales. The what? The eggs, the Easter eggs? <laughs> no. No, oh, that's Cadbury. <laughs> yeah, that's Cadbury. Um, Canterbury, um, a, a, medi very, a medieval town, thousands of years old, um, um, and lots of people around England would pilgrimage to Canterbury because it was like a mecca really? for, for creative arts and um, lots of stuff like that. The original Vegas. Um, the original Vegas, the original <laughs> English Vegas. Um, so I was born in the hospital in that town, but I grew up in a little town called Whitstable, which is southern eastern of England, okay. kind of nearer the tip of France, if you know what I mean. That, were, you, that uh, were you, okay, so you were rural, were you more like uh, like farmland or more like mountain land, like middle of nowhere? The, oh, it's farm and ocean, it's pretty much countryside no, like hills and ocean, yeah, oh, oh yeah. Wow. We have everything. <sighs> I know when I see like landscapes here, we actually, we've got I was lived by the ocean, and then you go inland, and then it's countryside and mountains. So we kind of had the best of both worlds. That's awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's why people come to California. Yeah, yeah, I love California. Uh, yeah. How um, how many times have you been here to LA? Well, I lived here for ten years. Oh, shut up! Yeah. Oh, you never told me that. What? I don't. I thought you knew. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I lived here for ten years, two thousand and six, and then ten years, and I've I've been in England now for a few years. Wow. Yeah. So you're just over it? Yeah. No, no. It was. No? It was. I'm not over it. Absolutely not. I'm. I'm not the. Not California. Oh, not okay. Venice Beach. Not my friends. It was just the industry I was in, like completely destroyed my um, ability to to oh, do music in a way. It was like the social the social circles I ran in and in fact the LA music industry the LA music um, scene was was kind of destroyed for me when they started doing pay for play mm. when streaming when streaming started you know people in LA look at music very very differently to England there's you can feel like such a deeper culture in England like the mm. underground scene and all that really? but in in I felt like in LA it was what event are you at what are you wearing who who do you know um, who's talking to you or not? Mm -hmm. You know what circle are you sitting in? It, and drugs, yeah. and drink, and it was you know. And when you when you've been through, I lost my dad, and I 
and he said you've got to you've got to keep doing this with your music so I came straight back you know after a few months of sorting everything out of the family and I for a few years I was just off the chain I was just you know it was just I was traumatized really so a lot of the people that I thought were my friends um, mm, that's th- these people in LA will look you right in your eyes you I mean you know these people mm. um, and they will promise you they will you know they're your best friend and they will absolutely I'll help you out steal man everything. I got you mm-hmm. we got this yeah. together yeah. together yeah me and you oh you have the same birthday oh me too you know it's a complete lie you know right Virgo um, Virgo we're together <laughs> we're on this yeah yeah I've, I've and you know I had a very important song um, that I wrote oh yeah you were even on the top of the billboard charts for a while <clears throat> yeah Top yeah, 10. Was it with Starfire, was it? Yeah, that was the Vivo hot list. That was Pink, John Mayer, um, uh, Florence and the Machine. That was, I remember that specifically. But that song, I had no power over. It was taken from me. Yeah, you know? I remember you mentioning that. <clears throat> yeah, so there's lots of moments like that. And after a while, you just, I just want to do music because I like music. This whole thing, like we were talking about earlier, the social networking, having to blow your own trumpet, you have it. You got to have a certain type of ego in a way to keep telling people about yourself. And after a few years of all of that, just amalgamation of just, you know, <laughs> and then I just was like, I'm going home, you know. And I needed to be near my family. I, you know, there Absolutely. was lots of loss and um, stuff, so needed to reset. Damn. It's yep. rough. Yeah I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember when you mentioned what was going on with you were, you were at like the height of what was going on. You were it was at number four at one point on, on yeah. the list. Yeah. And it just things didn't go too well, I guess, with the distribution between you and your producers. And there was no, they, a lot of backdoor meetings and you didn't kind of get to know what was going on and the hands being shaken and money being passed that you were kind of like, what? What about? Yeah, I made it. I did yeah. it. I did this. Absolutely. It's, it's harsh. It's it's like um, it's almost I, unreal. Yeah, and you you know, and afterwards it's like um, when you lose someone or something or a heartbreak, you know, you've been doing this for I was doing that for years, and that specifically was a song about getting over, feeling better about my father's death, like using metaphors. Oh, wow, so you was close to you. I we're very. The song was yeah. just. Oh yeah, it was very close to me. Yeah, that Damn. was the star, the shooting star in the sky, like knowing someone for a blink and then fading, you know. Um, and we were doing a radio tour. We had a budget set up and he made me sign a distribution deal, which means I got on Vivo. It was with um, a certain record label um, who were part of Universal Distribution. And they never um, got me to sign the distribution deal. However, they made me sign a management deal. Um, mm. And of course, to keep me sweet. Um, and every time I asked about the figures and, you know, I mean, in the first on? day, it's 35,000 hits, you know, just a small percentage of those people were buying the album. You know, I figured out after a few years of sales, it was about 10 grand. Um, and it's just, and then ghosted and then nothing, you know. So I had to call iTunes and da, 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 wow. that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Be your own lawyer. Come on. Yeah. Didn't you read that agreement that be- you signed with <laughs> iTunes when you logged on? Yeah. Be your own everything. <laughs> that was part of it. <laughs> yeah. You represent yourself. <laughs> Didn't see the fine print. <laughs> Uh, okay, so tell me about your first album, Slowly Diabolical. Yes. Tell you me get about that name right, but you don't get my name right. <laughs> I'm like 50-50 on things. It's, it's 50, 50, 90. 50 percent. Uh, if it's a 50-50 chance, I'm 90 percent chance going to get it wrong. <laughs> so um, Slowly Diabolical, what, was, what got you into that album in particular? Because that one was a little bit, uh, it was a little slower than yeah. your second one. Um, tell me about what kind of got you into that mindset. Um, 
that was living in London um, and that that was kind of like the beginning of the climb. So that it was excruciatingly, I mean, I had to have so much patience. Again, you know, you're meeting people that promise you this and promise you that and then knock, knock backs and knock backs. Um, <clears throat> and that was uh, accumulating and then dad um, passed away. So then I wrote his first song about him on there, The Way You Loved, and it all became kind of centred around that and, and previous relationships, which came out as indie pop, Brit pop kind of style, you know, okay. the Who riffs and things like that, yeah. um, which I like to be inspired by. Um, oh, is that where you find it? Do you find it in just bits and pieces? Like you don't look at like the macro song, like, wow, I like that. I want to do one like it. You find like a like a noise or a sound, a piece of it. Actually, yeah, you hit the nail right on the head. Interesting. Yeah, people like when I talk about songwriting, that's exactly, it's it's like little snippets of things, a little tiny melody, a sound, um, a rift, a hook. Um, obviously, I listen to the whole song, but there's particular things that I can get inspiration from. Interesting. Yeah. And do you like like take like the, maybe like the five seconds before, or the five seconds after, what led and or what what came from that like riff or change, yeah. that mood or melody? Yeah. Like, because I know in some of my favorite bands, like the drummer will just kind of like do one little twist that'll be like a little bit different and change the tune of the song. My yeah. favorite part. Every Absolutely. Time, every song. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Like um, the Who. Um, in Pinball Wizard, you know, you got that open E chord. I just changed it slightly and kind of did my own version. Mm. Even the producer who who produced Mr. Mr. and all these people from oh, the really? 80s, he, he was like, that's the who, yeah. hook, isn't it? And I was like, well, actually, I've changed a few <laughs> a few keys, you know, but, you know, you get away with it. And I, th I feel like it's an ode. It's more of a compliment. Interesting. You know, that was Slow Diabolical. That was the title song. But that's like, it's slowly, but it's diabolically slow. Like, life can be... Did you feel like it was, like, changing you or, like, making you more diabolical, more cynical, more uh, changing? What do I want to say? Like, evil, like not decaying, but... Um, yeah. I guess decaying. Stuck, actually. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. What's okay. the word for that? Um, stagnant. Um, yeah. Stagnant. Like, that was more of... I had to get that album off my chest, get it away. You know, it's past relationships, it's loss... And then kind of, it was hard for me to keep promoting that afterwards. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, because I had to relive it. It's oh. it's like when you're an original songwriter, you know, you're writing personal songs. A lot of people don't really think of it like that sometimes. You've been doing these for years and they're very personal. Oh, you've just been doing music all your life. This should just be another thing. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, I, yeah. I put a lot of effort and thought into this. Yeah. And like, these are my feelings in the words. Yeah. I've never said this, but I don't think I've. I was never really 100% satisfied with that first album because it was it was a, it was quite Americanized too. Hmm. The producer who too was poppy, fantastic, too poppy, too melodic, it, I guess. Um, too, um, too structured in a way. Interesting. Too, too cookie cuttery in a way um, because okay. I'm I grew up. I taught myself, so I've got a very different style. It can mm. be very melancholy, but and, it, and it's not a particular. First A B chorus pre-chorus whatever it's not that structure. So when I got into the studio, there was a lot of well, it's done this way, and I couldn't. I was too new. I couldn't really say actually. I want this totally different. Like at one point they were like, "You're singing a bit too English," and it was have, like, "Have you heard my voice?" <laughs> Wait, do you know where I come from? <laughs> you know, I want it to be English. So I remember they were like, "Well, okay," but I I kind of toned it down a bit because. I wanted it more like, well, you know, well, I'm fucking America. Yeah. But it was, I kind of softened the edges. Interesting. You know, and I didn't want to. 
So um, it didn't, it wasn't everything, I don't know. Well, it like was, you said, being that new into it, there, you don't really have much of a weight in your voice for what can get done as mm. far as changing your album or, or what you would like to be into it. But it's also like you have to know how to word yourself in there. Like you, you word it into the conversation like, oh, I don't like this part. And you have to word it like, oh, this could be better as this. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise some producer hears it and they're like, yeah, yeah, pop up. This is yeah. how we do it. Yeah. It was quite intimidating. Really? You know, yeah, because he was, I mean, um, Dino Madaloni, fantastic producer. Um, uh, his friends are all from, um, he, he met them in 60s, 70s, 80s, and they're incredible. I mean, I, I had them as a band at some point, like Celine Dion, string players, Boss Gags, keyboard player, the Jacksons, uh, Greg oh, Wright, wow. guitar player, um, Stevie Wonder's bass player, Dig Lewis. Um, it was overwhelming and absolutely fantastic at the same time but you know you're funding that um that comes from and i set up my own record label and then i had to find investors i had to fly across to texas to play for people and you know you're funding it and and you're playing but you have to pay them so yep. we're playing the whiskey yep. and it's like 1200 dollars for me to play with these people but for, to have that here to, to show people what i'm here I've come from England, this is what it's going to be. I've been nominated for my first Ali Music Award. This is my band. You've noticed these before, these people. But, you know, I could only do, like, five shows, yeah. and then I ran out of money. Because you capped. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, thank you for bringing that up, actually, because one, one thing that I will say 99.99999% of anybody who wants to be in any sort of creative industry or anybody who wants to be in Hollywood or whatever idea you want in a, a creative field, like, you're paying for it. However it is, you don't just go into an office, sign a paper, and have things thrown at you. I mean, sometimes you find uh, an investment company or a firm that that's what they do. You're a producer who knows a firm that knows that that's what they do. But this comes out of your pocket. Mm -hmm. If you have a performance, you're paying for the stage time, the lights, the road crew, everything. But, yeah. I mean, you get the top end of the tickets, but mm -hmm. there's 18, 20 jobs in between that that have to be paid for as well. Yeah. Where does that money come from? Yeah. yeah. Right there. Yeah. I, I was also very, very lucky and very blessed to have to find a team that they started to build around me and a person in particular called Rich Williams, who kind of became my my best friend and father figure in a way. Really? And he invested a lot into it um, through his company personally. And he was the person that really helped me structure myself, my day to day where we went contracts who we talked to who i played to wow that's handy. um it was it was really incredible we came up with re some really good ways to um for people to invest in the album to have a part ownership in it and all that um but yeah i was very blessed with that you, oh, you have to have a team if you're going to take it somewhere you have to have people around you that believe in you that can take parts of because you can't do everything mm -hmm. you need people to just and then you can sit back and write if you're not writing, nothing's going to happen. If you're not writing, you can't sing. You have no. nothing to sing unless that's all you do. You're buying your scripts or your lyrics from other people. Yeah, <laughs> or you're an improv act, and then you just get on stage and just do it. No, but I think one of the things that I, I find one of my favorite parts about being in the creative field where we have to budget this ourselves and we find our own little ways of, of finding payments for the shows and stuff, 
we're now employers just trying to create a dream, not just for ourselves, but for other people that want to do the thing, you know, the, the road crews that want to work for the better bands and they want to do the other things. Like they find their chops by working with the little gigs that we put forward. And I love that. Yeah. It's what keeps it going, this yeah. industry. You know, that's yeah. what, one thing when people say, ah, oh, actors and, and singers and in bands, they get paid too much. And I'm like, yeah, kind of, but not really. I mean, yeah, they definitely, they get some stuff way too much. But then yeah. also they're doing all this other things for other people. They're creating all these other opportunities. Yeah. for others you know yeah. not just the 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 the, the crews but the, the kids that are then inspired from that to do their work on top of it it's, yeah it's it's crazy yeah and and the, the stuff beforehand you know olympians what 12 years 12 to 20 years um musicians who have been fought, fighting for years putting their own money um and belief and they i feel like they're just getting paid what they're worth because it because you're you are the musician but then this goes out to millions of people yep. and you're you're helping people too and you're being an inspiration you know i i feel like um it's worth it oh absolutely i mean you're definitely helping people if not by giving them a story that they can believe in and a song lyric somewhere you're filling dead time that they wouldn't otherwise know what to do with mm. not saying that everybody doesn't know what to do with their time but it's nice to have um, a little chapter or a little short little three minute song that you can pop into to put your head in a nice space and that's what's particularly fantastic about music it's one of those things you can pick and choose a mood you can listen to sad music all you want you'll stay sad mm-hmm. and you can pop on a happy song and you just might start jamming you don't know mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's what's fantastic about yeah. it and so when you talk about what what's that value to people when when is that that sadness credit you know, take place and you can't pay people per sadness. You have to no. just give them what is available at the time. And then who knows, maybe that's that artist's only thing and mm. they need that to survive until they die. Yeah. That's yeah. how it is. That's how it is. Absolutely. And and it's been cheapened by streaming quite a bit. Oh it, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's quite sad. Is it different? Yeah, it's totally different. I mean, the royalty checks are different, <sighs> you know, and but everything's different. It's, it's, um, streaming is what? Not point, not, not, not one cent you know per play um and cds are kind of out now um so it's, how do you feel about itunes um oh okay it's okay. Just, it's like when something's so big you've got to be it part of it in big. a way yeah it becomes too big but you've got to be a part of it because most of the world what a third of the world are on it so right. you know now you've it's the same dichotomy as before like you know you have to have all the links for your social profile you have to be on every single platform because <laughs> what's the point you know if i come out and just on one platform what about all these other people that yeah. are using everything and they don't like itunes you've got to be on everything yeah. um i yeah it's um it's a weird one how do you feel particularly about they're switching less from single downloads to you pay for our subscription service and you get whatever music you want yeah i i don't like it no no um it's even worse. It's even I worse. Than, I mean, you're downloading you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of songs, and for what? You know, because I, I was on a project and we were writing um, a song called Music. It was originally a song I, called, I wrote called Music for Nothing, and it became Music for Something to, to turn it around to be a positive thing um, about, you know, you'd, buy, you'd pay five bucks for a coffee with extra sides and all that, but you won't pay 99 cents for a song that lasts yeah. forever. That, that reminds you of your first kiss at school that is completely like woven into the fabric of you as a human. Music is the universal language and people are now, it's being cheapened. Um, so we wrote this this song called Music for Something and it was with Keaton Simons, um, Eliza Roberts and Eric Roberts and all this, all these, Jared Goslin, 
um, who's a Grammy-winning producer, and you know it's been shelved. You know, and and it's hard for me. It's my song initially, but then eleven other people come on board to it um, because you can't afford to pay these people up front if you've got an idea. Um, so that's another thing. It's like oh, you know, you you got to get this stuff out there. Right. Um, but it's hard when you've got the whole industry and other people. Yeah, like you said, when two thirds so. of the people are already on it. I mean, what do you what voice or what weight does your voice have? Do you feel like um, because we're able to now download any song whenever it kind of loses a little bit of what the point of investing in a song or a band or a a, a feeling was like yeah. back when you had to go down to a target to buy a blink 182 or an acdc album like you had to go spend the gas the time to get there you had to make sure the store had the album maybe yeah. they didn't maybe yeah. you couldn't find it and had to go to a couple stores yeah and in that time you're investing all this oh it's going to be great it's going to be good that, that build up that hype that no i can't wait i've been waiting since three years for an album to drop and they're not trickling in singles every couple months which is which is what they're doing now mm -hmm. you know it's just... in england it wasn't target it was Woolworths. <sighs> yeah Woolworths. and it was about the pamphlet for me it was oh, about really? sliding out oh, the oh thing. it had a, a poster the on it sometimes yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the smell of the of the ink. That's so funny. I would always break the CD because they had the two little pieces of tape on the top and then the bottom hinge, and it always goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god, damn it. you're too impatient to get into it. As well. oh, every time. Every time. There's not one because they put it. They put it. Well, if you got the explicit CDs, uh, they put a sticker on the top, mm. and then they had one, two on the side, and then one on the bottom. That's and I right. can get the top and bottom ones off, but it's the two little ones. <laughs> And the case would crack. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, great, now i got to go put, go get one of those giant bookcase things with all the 50,000 CDs in it yeah. on every page. <laughs> yeah, I do miss it. I do really you? do, yeah. I'm glad vinyl was taking a, bringing a comeback. There's oh, a, really? Yeah, there's a record shop in our town, and we, I was doing like a regular uh, show there, and they've got a little stage in the store, and vinyl was making a huge comeback. And I'm so pleased, because I miss that physicality of it, of, it's like rolling a joint, you know. <laughs> vaping is fucking boring. You know, you just it cheapens the weed for me. It's like just really? a vape. I want to sit down. I want to get the paper out. Wow. Grind it. Talking to your friend. You know, making it. That is part of um, it. And it's like music. You want to read about the artists. Now you just stream it, and nobody knows anything. Oh, I don't know what band it is or or what it's about. It's just a song, you know. But hey, I mean, even I do it sometimes as well. Now, you know, it's in the car and you're streaming and. You know, iTunes have just um, chose a pop list for They're you. There. And you're like, Who the <laughs> fuck is this? Um, yeah, so. Do you have a record player? I do. Oh, what kind do you I got? I have a couple. Um, I don't know the name of it, actually, oh. but it's a it's a briefcase one that you open and you oh, play cool. portable. Yeah. Um, and we've got an old hi-fi Hitachi one. Oh, that's cool. Um, clear perspex lid you know and it's i love it uh, I, I like i like record players i didn't i never really showed much of an appreciation until i met this one over here yeah uh, i got her a record player for her birthday she got a voltamax uh it's like an eight in one so it's got like mm. a cassette player on the back it's got bluetooth radio nice. it's got the record player it plays all three sides mm. or uh, sizes of them uh i don't know they're neat i like I like the novelty of it mm. because, like you said, it's almost like a little personal investment. You only have so much storage space in your home, so when you have like a corner of your house dedicated to a thing, it better yep. it better you better like it. Yeah, you know. So when you yep. have that there, it's a physical representation of yourself. Like, no, this yeah. one, this one, yeah. this one. It's yes. like vinyl players before TV. You know, I I went and saw one the other day. It was a stand up. It's a huge thing. <sighs> nineteen twenty two. It was one hundred and seventy two dollars in nineteen twenty two. 
Yeah. Imagine how, how expensive that was. And that was the family's centerpiece. Wow. You know, and then you have to, there's a, there's a wind up thing. Oh, really? Stuff. One of those? Wind <laughs> it up. Then you have to get the stylus and put it in the thing. I love it. It's the whole preparation of it. It's so time consuming. I mm. like it. Because there's preparation in music. You've prepared that song. It's not It's not as instant as what people think. Ah, maybe that's what's kind of shifting in the culture. People are assuming it's just that, well, he walked up to the, the stage we're at for the concert and kind of came up with this tune and song. Yeah. Whereas you're like, no, no, for the last three years, I've been yeah. putting these Rehearsing. lyrics together and trying to find some sort of song that, or a rhythm that goes with it. Yep. Oh, Absolutely. Nuts. I know. Everything is instant. It's... It's, I think that's why so many people have anxiety now. So you don't like it? It's immediate. Everything is immediate. Oh. And if it's not immediate, people are like, ah. It's free two-day you know, shipping. Otherwise. Just eight seconds, I think, the, the average. Um, goldfish? <laughs> the average goldfish. <laughs> the average um, mind. Oh, goodness me. Short-term is memory? Is this the, apple, the brandy apple that's doing this to me? I'd, I'll say it is. <sighs> can't, can't make any promises. It's a little bit sickly, I must admit. It is like you've melted um, some sweets, candy in a jar, and it's, it's, it kind like of ruins ranger. the brandy it feel, yeah. I guess I'll, try, I'll try the brandy next. I don't think I've had like regular straight brandy in so long. Unfortunately for you. Is it unfortunate? Yeah. I don't know, I, I like so. tequila. I party. I party. What? Yeah, but tequila, I mean, there's a drink to sip. Oh, you mean tequila? I just, you boom, I'm going to just get oh, fucked up. Oh, fuck it. Uh, shot, 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 <laughs> yeah, shot. Yeah, I do like a bit of tequila. Mm. But last time I did that, I got an ulcer, so. Oh, no way. <laughs> That's For part real? of what happened to me. Did yeah, they put yeah. you on meds or did you do living. home remedy? Um, no, I got, uh, well, it was quite a quite a thing. I collapsed and got rushed to hospital. Shut and the fuck up. It ruptured. Go back, go back, go back. Yeah. What happened? What? Well, that was from the, remember when I told you I got to LA, my dad had, my dad had died, um, I was doing lots of shows, I was drinking lots and all that stuff. Um, and then I was at my friend's one day and I was just getting a terrible stomach ache and I was have, I was wow. drinking way too much coffee. I was really like type A, you know, like everything, doing everything at once, like, oh my God, money, oh my God. La, 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 la. Um, and then my body just said, no, you're, you're, not, you're going down. And then I just, boom, straight on the floor. Um, couldn't the pain was horrendous? Was it, Got rushed to hospital. It was a peptic ulcer. Wow. It ruptured, and and then that was when I was like, okay, I think I need to go home for a while. And did they do any surgery, or did they just pump no, you? I'm just on. I was just on stuff to clear it up. Wow. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. So I love tequila, and I love to think about it. And now every time I think about going out and doing shots, I'm like. Mm. <sighs> Worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> and you didn't even eat the worm that time. <laughs> yeah. Good More thing. brandy? You would have died. <laughs> yeah. This is regular. Oh. Okay. This is like ASMR, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, Listen I mean, to my voice and let it relax I'm going to be honest. You. That apple brandy is much, 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 much better. I'm going to have some of this fine cheese that you've got over here. By all means. And the fine biscuits, chicken and a... Chicken and a biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> is this, they don't have yeah, chicken and a biscuit crackers no, where give you're you from? That's stuff on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised you haven't got those free little wafers you get with soup in restaurants. No, definitely shout out to... Oh, we have oyster crackers in the back. Yeah. Again, another weird name for a cracker. Oyster? Because it's shaped like a round thing. Oh, is that why? I, I guess. I just expected it to have oyster dust or something like you do with everything else in here. Let's see. Chicken Unbleached, dust. enriched flour, Don't niacin. Read it. Don't niacin. Read it. What? 
That's in like vitamins. These are actually really good for you. Mm-hmm. At 160 calories a cracker. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so tell me, tell me real quickly about your second album, and then we'll jump into what you're doing on what you're going on with right now. Okay. So, what got you into the mindset for your second album? The mindset of my second album was really going back to the roots of me being a bit more spiritual, um, um, a bit more mindful about my mental health. Uh, this is uh, Momentum. Um, um, yeah. yeah. Shoot, what was the first? I, I hate that I forgot this. Dawn of Momentum. I'm, I'm um, very complimented that you know it. Yeah, Dawn of Momentum. Oh, I've downloaded all your stuff. <laughs> Relax. I got your support on iTunes. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to you hearing the new stuff because <laughs> when me and the producer talk about how we mix that, and and how my voice is mixed and what the kind of drums we used, we're like, oh my god, we can't wait to use because now you know software's been updated. We're better. Um, we're not trying to deal with some weird people that we were trying to work with on the album before who were investing, yeah. had a lot of control. Thought they had a lot of control over us. Um, That's what money does. Yeah, it so, buys people. Oh god, I know. Um, and I'm not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I am very cheap. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> so yeah, dawn of momentum is is the momentum of a new era. Was was basically what I was saying, and it's my mum's name, and it's like oh dawn. Um yeah, dawn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So I was trying to tie in a few things and saying, you know, I'm out of that. I'm I'm talking about spirituality, the universe, giants in the dust. It's about us okay. being socially conscious, um, and most of them on there. Um, move, and stuff about moving on from my dad there's a song called Graduate which is graduating from the feelings I had before um, and now letting it in without it traumatising me mm. so it was, it was just another the next step um, and it was kind of more like a themed album really the universe and everything in it Starfire I was going to say is this was this your kind of like your rebuild yeah. of, of what you thought you were going to be because in the first one you were uh, slowly diabolical you feel like it was a kind of like not a decline but you were just becoming a different thing Stop. and this yeah. was like you being like I want to be like this though mm. this is the fantasy version mm-hmm. and then kind of like putting in those parts to it yeah that okay. was and that was all of the stuff that I really didn't speak about before this was all of the um inspiration from the 80s erasure um, and then a bit of Snow Patrol, Imagine Dragons. I was trying to really? get all of that kind of electro pop sound um, out of me. Um, and then this album is going back to the roots, the new album. Wow. I want to I wanna go back to what I'm best at, which is really just kind of my acoustic singer-songwriting, but backed with... Okay. Oh, so you're going to go less into the electronic sound and more into more like, like a root sound? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Love hoping. That. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, but then we're getting to the studio. It might change, but you know, um, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to just get back to that really raw sense sense of self. What what is it doing to me? What has it done to me? Um, um, so I've I'm actually going to change the artist's name. I don't think I'm going to release this under Chris. Hill. I think I'm going to release it really? under probably Reset or um, something like that. Okay. Burning Man really inspired me for that. Oh, mm-hmm. Burning Man. You went this year. I did. Tell me about your experience. <laughs> I've always heard so many things about Burning Man. So many people spend thousands of dollars and all the slutty costumes in the world. Yeah. Nothing like a good slutty From costume. day one to day last. Tell yeah. me about your experience. I'm sure you saw some shit. <laughs> I did. I have done. This was my 10th. 
Yeah. Shut it's just my tenth. Yeah. How much money is that in tickets alone? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> it's it's a lot, but um, I've been quite lucky. I, I've I've got a wonderful tribe and a wonderful set of friends. Was <laughs> that strong? Wait, is that that's the regular brandy? Oh, did you top it up in? Oh, no, I finished the apple and oh. I added a little regular brandy. Ooh. Keep talking while I spark this up. Oh, that's a good idea. Excuse me. I'm just getting over a bit of a cold. Um, so yeah, I was introduced to Burning Man in 2006. This was the very year my dad was, went into hospital. Um, really? Yeah, he he collapsed and went got taken into hospital in July 2006, and I was due to go. Um, oh no! So, which was around my birthday, so I flew back to England, and then he said, "I really want you to go, please." And I was just heartbroken because I didn't know if he was going to be alive when I got back, and Damn. I just said no. I said, I'm not. And he said, I'd rather you come back with pictures from Burning Man. You know, go to the temple, think about me. And it was, yeah, it was except it was very special. I managed to go and come back and show him Burning Man. Oh, and that's then, nice. Yeah. And then he died in November. Oh, fuck. I'm so, so sorry. That's awful. Well, I, yeah. But, I don't even know what yeah. that's like to lose someone yeah. so close as your dad. Wow. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's pretty bad. It takes you a while to go over it. I don't think you ever can actually get over it, really. But, I don't um, think you're supposed to. Mm. I don't know. I haven't been there, but I mean, that's so much of your life that you, know, you had this voice. And that voice isn't there anymore. I mean, being as you're professionally a voice. Yeah. It, and now you have one less in your head. That, yeah. kind of, that has to. Yeah, your hurt. anchor. Your anchor just goes. It's just gone. And then you just you're like, what? The, what's going on? This person who made me, you know, who who I just love more than anything is just gone all of a sudden, like ripped away um, and quite violently as well. I mean, you know, it's not a nice death, the old C word. Um, so, and then I, I went back to Venice and one of my friends, Esquire, said, have you ever heard of Burning Man? <laughs> and and I was like, no. And he said, well, I've got a spare ticket. Shut up. Yeah, and um, he took me and it, we were part of this, this camp called Bubble Lounge. And Bubble Lounge still exists, and I have a present for you. Um, before we get too much further, can I yes. ask you a little bit about, uh, like, kind of what happened with your father? Um, do you feel like you were lucky that you kind of got <laughs> lucky, lost your father to cancer? Do you you got a little time, and it wasn't like sudden. Some people lose suddenly, yeah, and then have to deal with it. Like you at least got, I don't know how long, but a minute to just drink it in have the conversation with the human be like I, we know but like uh. yeah I've talked about this a lot was that yeah. better that is actually my my preference I've because yeah I mean he could have it could have happened a different way and he could have just been gone and you can't say anything and that would have been awful so I think I did I'm kind of it was like the best time of my life and the worst in a weird way to share that with him because you know he was in a different state of consciousness as well he was he was saying the most incredible things to me really just just unbelievably was he more lucid he, yeah he was he was in another place he would talk about things about life and why he's going and what it would mean for us when he goes financially and other ways like you you can go and do your album now you know you can you can do this and um I wish I spent more time with you. I wish I'd spent less time working. And, you know, that set me up for my life. And that's why I live like I do now. I just couldn't bear 
being on my deathbed and saying yeah. to someone, I wish I had done this instead. Well, I mean, no. you just said, uh, like, I'm trying to imagine, like, having someone be like, oh, yeah, now you can do this, and now you can do that, and now you, and, and, and your sister can do this, and your, your mother can do that. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but, like, you don't get to see it, though. Mm. I want, that's, you were a part of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I hear you. You're taking it well, but, mm-hmm. like, ah. Yeah. Wow. All of it, yeah, all of it, and all of it he's missed out on. Well, you know, you like to I, think. I like yeah, to think. I do, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I always have many reminders. This is why I have so many like butterfly tattoos. I have. I'm gonna ask you he, about he, your tattoos. He used to call them, um, call them. Hey, <laughs> he used to um, collect them like butterflies, butterflies? in cases, beautiful oh, really? oh, glass wow. cases. You centralise one, you know, maybe from South Africa. Do you still have those? Um, I have a couple of single ones. Oh, that's great. Um, and after he. Um, passed away um, I was writing this song called Chrysalis and Butterfly I was trying to think of some kind of metamorphosis song you know um, and then um, one of dad's favourites was Monarchs and ev- why the Monarch? I, it's just so beautiful I think I think the migration reason I think that's so interesting the- Michigan has one of the biggest uh, uh, amounts of, of Monarchs that's like the, the, one of their state their insects I think it's so interesting I'm from Michigan that's mm. like that's what we were surrounded mm. with that was oh, like yeah. that's the only butterflies we would see yeah. is Monarch butterflies yeah. wow well it's like a it's like they, you know, they they have the chrysalis and then they metamorphosize, but they also do this huge journey. You know, I mean, what a, they do this massive journey, and if they survive, um, then they, um, it's just mad. It's mad, mad, madness. But yeah, so um, that now butterflies now. Every time I have like a moment, I'm like, oh, the butterfly will fly past, and it will just remind me of that. So you're seeking that butterfly in the yeah. stomach feeling. You're yeah. like, no, I need this. Yeah. And yeah. this year was incredible because it was metamorphosis at really? Burning Man. And um, I'll never forget, my, my friends were like, you're not Towboy anymore. Because my previous name at Burning Man was Towboy. When did you get that? What year? When I told a very um, sexual story in front of everyone. Third when year, I was quite fourth drunk. year? First year. First year. Yeah, it was. You had that year for almost a name for almost ten years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was the first year. The first name was Blowboy, and then and then it <laughs> progressed to Towboy because of this story I told. Um, and then this year they were like, "You're not Towboy anymore," and someone went, "You're Reset," and I was like, "Oh fuck, Reset is a brilliant name." Now, of course, you go on Google and there's quite a few resets. So I'm trying to figure out how I can say it, how I can symbolize it, or just a different name, because I need a different name. Damn. I don't want to come out as Chris Searle with my music anymore. Really? And everybody wow. will now know that. <laughs> Is this you announcing? Yeah, wow. I guess so, yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah, so, um, yeah, or, or my surname backwards, which is El Reyes, which I really love too, and I've dreamt about that a few times. So El Reyes I, I just reset. want a different vibration, a different sound. You know, to change it, change it up. Wow. So yeah. are you going to, like, get it legally changed? Mm-mm. No. Just just professionally? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although the reset is pretty cool, isn't it? I'm not mad. Yeah. Imagine cool. imagine getting pulled over. Re- what the? <laughs> reset? Give me a real driver's license. And you're like, no, this is it. <laughs> I've had that a few times. People at Cops have called, pulled me over and I've got away with it because I'm like, I don't understand... You know, oh, no way. And I didn't genuinely. I went down, almost went down the wrong way of the freeway one time and I got pulled over and I was on the way to a gig and I was genuinely confused oh, with the rules. I mean, who is allowed to go right on a red stoplight? I mean, it doesn't Every make American sense ever. to the mind. Yep. It's red, you know, but you can go right though. So, uh, so you know, I've got tickets. Because sometimes. Oh, that's so frustrating. Go right on a red. 
Traffic rules are weird. I don't I don't actually like driving in general. I wish public transportation was so much better, but it's just not there. We have so much more to go because it just, I don't know, this whole idea of being okay with sitting in traffic for an hour and a half, two hours a day, and any given day, we're okay with it. 26 million Americans in Los Angeles seem to be okay with it, but Ugh. come on, people. Oh, no. Like, there's got to be something else. We need these automated cars. Enough with this this, uh, yeah. this, this argument, I want to drive my own car. I, mm-hmm. That's fine. I don't want to drive my just, own car. Just scrap, just <laughs> go right back and just scrap working like that. No human should be driving for hours in their car and working at a particular time of the day because, you know, to make money for a house they never live in. You know, the whole system is is a mess. It's weird. It is weird. And just because you don't want to... Sometimes people get scorned or, or bullied or whatever because they don't want to live that type of life or in that type of system or that type of way. So um, that's what the new music is going to be about as well. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Breaking down those walls. That's why I go to Burning Man and back to Burning Man. Okay. Okay. So is is this going to be you coming out of the chrysalis, I guess? Guess so, yeah. Is that the part, the the beginning, I guess? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you have a a title for it? I'm currently punching my way out of the chrysalis. Okay. Yeah. Do you... uh, I do. I've got... um, I've got... um, When the trees disappear... Because, you know, when you can't see from the trees. Interesting. Um, also, like, when, when those when people like, who are, like, friends aren't really, like, friends. Yeah. And then suddenly, yeah. all, you were not no longer in this forest that you thought you were in. And you're in this desert. And you're yeah. like, well, how did that happen? <laughs> I had a bunch everybody? of trees around me. Those things don't even move. No. They're and, supposed to just grow. And a few of them were toxic. Interesting. <laughs> did they burn down? <laughs> who <don't> knows? Know. <laughs> in yeah. California, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> and um, incandescence. Which is like an inner light, you know, a candle, yeah. inner light. I like that one. Reform, which kind of would go with reset. So I'm playing with a few things. Okay. But then what you've got to do is you've got to write the music. I mean, you've got to then get it produced and then it will change again. So then something will make sense after that. Absolutely. So it's a just growth. got it all out there. Interesting. I'm going to wait for it to... I dig that. When yeah. do you expect that's going to come out? Um, I'd like to say by the end of the year. Yeah? But that soon? I hope so because it's closely linked with a, a project in um, England with um, a former boxing coach, uh, one of the biggest in the world. Ooh. I mean, um, Frank Maloney, um, it did Lennox Lewis fight and all that. And um, oh yeah, huge. Um, so are you into fighting? Um, my dad was a boxer. Shut up. Yeah, your mom was a singer. Your dad was yeah. a boxer. My mum wasn't a singer. My nan was a singer. Oh damn it! That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's take another bit of that <laughs> joint. <laughs> Just be silent for 15 no, minutes. No, 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 no. Tell I'm me more about... Okay, so you, you, your album is going to be about well, moving on and that, that next chapter. Your name's Reset. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it feels good. It, yeah. could, it must feel good to, to do something, to it have something... Good there it also feels good to get away from my hometown because oh yeah not not in the sense of getting away from people that i love it's just the space is smaller there's more winter there's more rain you know the mindsets are different down there a lot of people have been living there all their lives Mm. um and it's you know moving back from la to there when i had such a traumatic experience all of a sudden i'm like living at my mum's and i'm like what am i going to oh my god what just happened and i didn't compute any of that instead i just um opened a recording studio on the pier oh, which wow. is the only one in the world and you know i had a walk-in recording studio and it was a really great success um and then it got burgled 
went um, well. Um, one night was just all the all the businesses on the pier were burgled, including mine. Um, and I managed to make a video go viral from it. Um, and it actually had a spike in sales. It actually did really well after that. Um, <laughs> but, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. But it was it was terrible for everyone that was on the pier. It was a really horrible moment. Like, what the fuck? You know, someone came and just raided this place and ruined it. You know, I just built this with my hands. Like, this was such a huge project. Um, it's quite violating, you know. So you have to just get the best out of it. I mean, kind of. Someone coming um, into your space and taking your shit. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> and the hard drives, which had work on. Oh, no. Um, so we got out of that and moved into town and developed the recording studio into an audio sweet shop and had like this creative business where it's a sweet shop where people could record onto cards and design their own card and it was award-winning and it was uh, really really great but at the same time i stopped my music and i just had this i've had this anxiety and, and depression and it's just i need to get it out of me again so i'm back and i'm i'm gonna just absolutely just you know reset we're gonna do it yeah I've got your name, obviously, now. Yeah. Otherwise, life goes by. And then, like I said, going back to, I'll be that person going, I wish I did that with my music, you know, and I didn't because it's, it's tough when you're in a small town. I'm going to, you know. I mean, you say you're from a small town, but I mean, I forget, I forget that this isn't normal, but like, how many countries have you been to? Quite a few. Exactly. But yeah. like, most people, not most, that's not fair. Lots of people that I interact with, they just, they haven't gone very much, like more than yeah. 100 miles or so in a radius. Yeah. But yeah. You, you, you've experienced that, so you have that inner perspective. But I was also lucky with the music, and also with, when you when you build a career, you meet a lot more people, mm-hmm. and people, some people are very generous. A lot of that isn't, that's also me being um, allowed or able to do that because of these people as well. So, you know, but that's just about, I couldn't, I just couldn't stay in a town and not have a feeling of, I don't know, what's it called, wanderlust? You know, I don't, I don't, I'm just one of those people that do not understand it. Really? And a lot of the people that I know in LA are the same because it's, it's a place of transition, isn't it? It's like people come here to get something, movie industry, singers, whatever. But there's so many people in transition. It's just, you need to, I, I think, you need to, to really get something out of life is to just... First step is just to go from where you are, just leave and go somewhere new I like and that. see what happens. Otherwise, it would be, that's it. I like that. I like that. <laughs> you know, so. How many states have you been to? Um, oh, fuck. I can't. Really? A lot? You've mm-hmm. been like around? Or, damn, I've only seen a few of myself. I've been around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been around. around. <laughs> um, what would you say has been the, your favorite place that you've been to? In, in America. In the world. Oh, in the world. In the world, um, can't do top three. Top Hell three, yeah! And put two fingers up. <laughs> um, top three would be um, Thailand. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You can get Th- some pineapple there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's some just... really good chunk pineapple. Yeah. Actually, this is a company of mine that I sent from. Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, uh, yeah, Thailand. Thailand. I went. I was actually there in two thousand and four. Um, before the tsunami hit and I was on a, oh. a little island called Peepee <laughs> um, and it was like just near where they filmed um, Isn't it the beach I don't know Peepee Peepee <laughs> um, you know English American whatever um, um, so I was on Peepee <laughs> and um, I was with my best mates and it was like magical there's just a different energy um, and uh, and then the second one would be Italy 
probably Why? somewhere like Verona or really. Um, well, my family actually stemmed from Italy. Really? Yeah, Sicily. Um, and oh, that's different. But it's that and it's that the, culture. The yeah, Southern Boot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're different than Italy. Yeah. If you ask them, they'll be like, nah, I'm not Italian, no, no, I'm no, Sicilian. No, I'm Sicilian. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... Third place. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd say England, yeah. No, sorry, California. I have to do top four. California? I have to do top four. Hell That's yes. great about that place. Northern California, the most beautiful oh, okay. places on earth. Oh, have you seen the Redwoods oh up goodness. there? Oh my goodness, Big Sur. The oh, Redwoods. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, I have the... never been to Big Sur. Oh my goodness. Yo, I want to go really badly. Oh my God. There's some shores down there that are protected. And I remember getting into one. We were, we were like having one. a little smoke, you know, wandering around. <laughs> and it's got, you know, and it, it was like a lot of jade. Like really? all the stones had jade, and it was beautiful. It's so prehistoric. Like if I would get a home in like places like Tahoe or near Gold Beach or something like that, that's where you're going to retire. You know, I would love to. I mean, in a tree house. You know, I'm not. I'm not really a concrete house guy. I would rather have a tree house. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Like literally up in a tree, literally or just kind of like a, a little shack. No, a lovely redwood stairs and lights. Isn't that bad for know. the tree though? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's better than cutting it down, I guess. I'd love it. I mean, I'm sure you'd love it. What, what is this? Oh, Ooh, Big Sur. Ooh, hey, we got a picture of Big Sur up here. God damn it, that's fucking beautiful. Look yeah. at those. Is that a bridge? Oh, is that yeah. what they fixed? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, wow. Is it open again? Yeah, it is. I drove, I drove across it a couple oh, of months ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, look at that cove over there. Mm-hmm. Wow. And there, there's a few like that that you can actually that are protected. You're not really allowed down, but you know you can have a little sneak down there. I not that I'm confessing you. to her doing that. <laughs> oh wow! Look at this. Yeah. Damn. And where? That's too far. <laughs> well, that's more my than top, twenty minutes there away. There you go. That's top four. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Have you ever been to London? No, I, I haven't. Oh, that's disappointing. I know. It's God. less. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you should go. I and want I'll, to. I'll meet you over there. I'll meet you off the plane. You think? Mm-hmm. Gosh, I should. I've got a couple of friends up I'll there. I'll introduce you to Print, to Harry and William and Hold family. on. i got to go over and see <laughs> Big Ben and, and, and take a picture with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hold him up, you know, like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. <laughs> Please don't tell me that was meant to be an English accent. No. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm like I'm trying really hard when I talk to people that have accents, like sometimes I'll find myself saying that accent or saying <laughs> yeah, words with it. a little bit of accent. I'm like trying. I'm like, mm, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's kind of insulting. Stop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <clears throat> oh, so, dear. you have a CBD company. Mm. Yeah, I do. CBD Doctor Club. What got you into CBD and why? Um, CBD really was from um my nan passed away last year and I'm we were finding thank you um the singer nan um she um would we would try and find other ways of pain relief for her because she got oh. cancer unfortunately as well um and it was very it was a weird weird thing because i come back from america and then i was seeing her every week and we were hanging out and then she she came back and lived with us in the family in the same room my dad was and oh really you know in the same bed and so oh, for end of life it's um, a bad bed <laughs> it's actually a really good bed it's, <laughs> like you get um, the best sleep yeah. of your life <laughs> yeah. you, you get to Absolutely. die for <laughs> you always do when you go home well i think um but so yeah so she she um passed away there and um 
yeah, it was, what were we talking about? We're talking about your CBD company. That's it, my CBD company. And we had to find other ways for pain relief. Um, so we were trying, you know, everything, smoke, giving her joints. I remember one night we were at hers and we're sitting on the sofa watching Coronation Street, one of the popular soap operas. It's funny. Um, and um, she was like, oh, just give me some of that weed, would you? And I had to really? put it in her asthma. You oh, know the, the thing that you breathe into with your asthma? Oh, shut the up. The plastic thing that helps you... <gasps> breathe really i'd breathe it in um and she'd love it and then she'd breathe it in really slowly because she had she had um ovary cancer and then it just kind of went okay. everywhere so um she really couldn't breathe very well but we managed to get her stoned and that was the only time she would ever really pull herself out of the sofa and go look i can dance you Shut know up. and then and then she would be in pain again but <sighs> you know so i i can't stand that there's so much um oh my God, you know, um, PR around weed being bad and it being illegal. And it's just ridiculous. The research is there. If you're, you're intelligent enough, look it up, you know, and it's a natural substance. Can you just get over it, please? That's true. Um, and it makes people feel really good. And if you um, did it properly, you could uh, govern it and find out real stuff and information about it. Oh, the tax so. money we'd get alone. The oh, whole yes. world, oh, the world could be run by weed. Yes, it could be. It kind of is, isn't it, really? But <laughs> I mean, have you heard of the stuff called hempcrete? Yes. It's like, three have, yeah. it's like 300 times yeah. stronger than concrete. Yeah. It's like super lightweight. It's yeah. like the things that we're talking about making uh, houses out of because it, it doesn't burn. Right. It doesn't yeah. burn. My brother has a property company called ATS Property Company, and he, me and him, have actually went to a meeting, and they told us they could get us the hempcrete. Oh, really? Um, and yeah, it's it's just much better um, and cheaper. Um, you know, it's it's a great substance. It's it's a very very good substance. And yet, it's still being held the shit back. Yes. Tell me more about. But see, uh, the thing that you can do is CBD because now it's legal, and actually, that is the healing part of it. Of the CBD. Um, yeah, but you know, um, I think the perfect the perfect thing is CBD and THC. You have to have both. If you're if you're pain management, if you're doing pain management like that, well, like we do for CBD doctor. Right. Um, when you, if you're a cancer patient and you're you're terminal, you have you've got anxiety. You're you're suffering from depression. You know you nausea you're, from the chemo. You, yeah, and your end of life. Like mm -hmm. you've got to talk about it. Um, so um, CBD is just the best but thc is for the mind thc will will stop you from feeling depressed thc will make you laugh will bring your appetite back a lot of cancer patients haven't got an appetite and they get thin and weak you know it brings your appetite back so the perfect thing is if it was all legal and then we could just give people the proper pain management and do the thing that feels right surely Right. I mean, right. also if you're a grown adult I, and doing a thing safely yeah, I mean, does it matter no does it matter no Especially if it's from the ground and it's natural and, you know, you can, I don't know. Like brandy. Like from brandy. the ground. Or yeah. you pick it from trees. Mm. Like apple brandy. Mm. Uh, so what are these bubbles I must you admit, in? I haven't truly enjoyed that all the way through. I should have. See, I'm a lingerer. I would just drink that until it gets watery and crap. The apple? Yeah, I need to refresh that, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I will just do what you did. I'm just going to pour it on that because it's got mm. ice in it. You want this? Yeah, let's do that. Ooh. Do you want more ice? This lovely brand, Ian J. <laughs> Super fancy. Am I allowed to do that on here? I don't care. <laughs> They're not. I like it. They're not listening. <laughs> oh, dear. 
This is lovely, isn't it? Cheers. 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 Cheers to you too. People are going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> nah, Hayley lingers in the corner. I do. They met her last week. <laughs> a lovely addition to the room, I must say. Eh, yeah. you got to have yeah. a cute blonde somewhere. Yeah, true. <laughs> and it's not me at the moment because it's not natural anyway. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Remnant. Last time I saw you had braids in your hair. <laughs> yeah. you, said that you were fresh being, out of Burning Man. That was Burning Man, and that was um, me putting, what are they called? Things that bend and stay bent, uh, pipe cleaners. Oh, I put right. them in my hair, like dreads, and then the plier dust and everything, and sweating and all that, I didn't wash it all week, oh, and beautiful. it just created these dreads, and when I took the pipe cleaners out, they were just dreaded. And so it was dope. It was dope for <laughs> a few months, and then I was like, I don't know, this feels like my scalp's going to come off. So I just buzz cut it that day, and... Not before I got 14-inch dread sewn into my hair what? by my friend who said she would do it for me. And I'll never forget, it took hours. It took it all day. That's crazy. And we, we used those ones as the base. Um, and I got home and I looked at them and I was like, what this have I me. just done? A white boy wearing dreads. Like, Get a haircut, you hippie. Proper Rastafari. You know? <laughs> so what am I doing? So I cut it all off. And oh, you should have did a reggae music video first. <laughs> I should have. It's good, like mongos. <laughs> I love the way you say reggae. Reggae. <laughs> reggae. I say reggae. Reggaeton. 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 Oh, that's better. That's, that that's delicious. Better? I will need some cheese now. Tell me more about your CBD company. Um, CBD Doctors. Yeah, CBD Doctor Club. Um, so we have like um, information back from science on there. Like we want to teach people about it too at the same time so they understand. Because a lot of people just buy products and just... You know, all of a sudden this CBD came out in, um, you know, like chain high, like loads of high stores all over the country, the big ones with this just generic CBD product. But people just buying it and going, no, it's not really done anything. Right. It's like, yeah, because you haven't sat down with someone and asked what it is or said, what does this do? Um, uh, or had like some education about it. Um, so we kind of want people to feel like it's more of a personal service. And we've got lip balms and um, hemp massage oils and tinctures and vape pens. The vape pens are really good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they really get into your system well and they, they do like really relieve anxiety. Interesting. I've suffered from less from anxiety or panic attacks. Do you prefer the CBD over the THC? Um, I prefer both, yeah. Like a one-to-one? I've actually got, um, the, you can actually, we've got hemp, um, sorry, CBD flour where the THC has been removed. Interesting. How do you do that? Um, it put carbon dioxide vats and pressure and, um, yeah. So, um, and you can just smoke that and it's, it's like good for smoking and it's also relieving anxiety and making you sleep better. It's pretty cool. And that's with like a non-psychoactive effect, really more for like yeah. inflammation and joints. And exactly. Yeah. And your organs. And your organs. Like I, I, know, I know when I, I take Excuse CBD uh, products, like I, I run like... Like no other, I feel like I can just go run for miles and miles yeah. and miles. Not that it's like it's a superpower, but I just I feel lighter. I yeah. feel less mm, uncomfortable. I, mm. I just, or maybe maybe too uncomfortable, and and then it makes me want to do more. Mm. It works. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were telling me that's actually what kind of attracted you to uh, getting a little bit more in shape. Was you were just like, oh, this, this, this THC kind of makes me feel like oh, this, this isn't enough, and I got to do something. Made me stop my medication. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, damn, absolutely, yeah. Because after stuff, after things like happen, like trauma, like that, you know, um, you're really relying on the doctors to tell you what what you need, 
and they just said, here, you're depressed and take these. So I took them for a while and they worked for a bit and then you're just like, no. And that helped. CBD kind of definitely like a zombie. Mm. Yeah. Not exercising. Really? Mm-mm. No, it just made me kind of feel numb, really. Hmm. Yeah. Real talk. <laughs> Real talk. Yeah. Uh, no, I, um, what's that? It's not the Ambien. What starts with an A? Uh, mm. Can't think of it. Abilify. Oh, okay. I never heard of that. Uh, Abilify? I think it's Abilify. I've, uh, I, I've been put that for, for depression before mm. uh, to kind of like neutralize the feelings. But mm. like what, neutralizing feelings means you don't really uh, have any feelings. You just kind of like, you're like, yeah, there's things around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and, <laughs> and crying and stuff like that. I never, I just was like, oh, I don't really cry. I don't really have any particular high emotion. No opinion on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or just like, there goes know, the dog. Not bothered <laughs> at all. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have taken this high. That happened. You know, um, and you know, like, there goes me. Because, you know, they take you to dark places, some of those meds. And I, the first ones I won didn't agree with me, and I went to a dark place. And I understand about mental health and um, not not crying for years, not properly. And I came off them and I got to Burning Man and I bawled and it just came out of me at the temple. Life-changing. Life-changing. Oh, my Reset. God. Writing stuff on the temple. You know, you've got to go for it to get that stuff out. Um, and, like, there's, there's, there's a song on the new album called All Men Cry. Um and it was inspired by a guy that I met in town um, called Steve Banks. And he's having an uh, autobiography written about his past kind of like crime life um, and got out of prison. And now he's kind of reformed and um, he met me and we wrote a song together called All Men Cry. Because we come from a generation where men were told not to cry. Like, I don't know what it was like over here, but True. Um, we it was like, even my dad, who cared about me and loved me, would say, oh, no, don't cry, it's like, weep. You know? Try not to. You're yeah, making just a don't, scene. Don't, just, yeah. Just, just yeah. Pretend like nothing So you happened. don't. And, and, you know, it's such a different dynamic between you and the opposite sex and all that and all growing up. And, Interesting. Um, so, yeah, you've got to, I don't know, it's just, you have to talk about it. If you're going to do something well, with me, with art, like, that's why I've been inspiring him, because this whole thing has been centred around men's mental health, really. Um, and minorities really? and things like that. So, um, so going back to the the former boxing coach, he had an open transition from um, uh, male to female. Um, no way. In, yeah, and it was very difficult for him. He's now Kelly Maloney, and um, she she has really done amazing things with it but, and by being a voice as well for these people and now she's um, very well loved she's on Celebrity Master Chef and The View and things oh, like that um, and we met and we just got on really well and um, she, I'm kind of starting to write the official kind of like song for her like she wants a song and I'm not going to write it for damn, her damn that's cool so this whole kind of album's like mental health um, with a certain kind of vibe and you know we're going to get back on when we go back get on BBC Radio and do a cool show and start like kind of promoting the music again hell yeah yeah why Fuck, not that's dope why not why not why not oh, there, there, there I go well, there right? I go damn it I did the accent you did ah. why not it was good yeah. if you were like East London is is a lazy boy <laughs> can you tell alright what street am I from Hi, mate <laughs> wait shit that's Australian don't do that when I have a mouthful of brandy <laughs> oh my god um, that's what she said that- <laughs> So tell me about these bubbles you brought. What uh, what do we got going on here? Wait, wait, wait a second. I've got to answer your question. 
Oh, you want to ask um, me a question? That was probably East London, like Whitechapel. Oh, like you know, got a market. Oh, boy, two for a pound, love. That's that sounds like a lot. Yeah, like two Oliver, for a pound. You know, like please, sir. Two or what? Two for a pound. That's pretty good, mate. It's 2019. It's like That's like two piece. apples. I don't know. Maybe an avocado. Really? For a pound? That's like one one dollar sixty. What are you talking? That's you wow. Can buy that, an that's, avocado that's probably really precise. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say two dollars. It actually is because I changed my money up before I got over here, and um, I was really surprised by the exchange rate, but I knew it. And you were like, "Oh, cool! Well, I'm we rich here. <laughs> it's time to go to London. You should go now. Your money's gonna be worth something for yeah, once." <laughs> So tell me about your bubbles. <laughs> um, my bubbles. Oh yeah. Firstly, this is the 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 camp that we camp with at Burning Man. Hang on, I just got finished my food. I'm trying to figure out what the button is. It's a it's a button of bubbles. Camp That's bubbles. That's a badge, not a button. Am I a Pokemon trainer? <laughs> Hang on. That is um. A badge for the Bubble Lounge, which is the camp we have at ah. Burning Man, which is like twenty something years old. It's been going since since Burning Man began. So that's the key to get in. That's the key to get in. Yeah, there's a microchip inside that as well, which you can oh, present no at the gate. <laughs> um, so yes, that's a little. That's the the camp that um, I camp with, and these because like, there's no currency at Burning Man, right? Oh, don't that's even right. people will just be so offended and it's not about that it's it's been about being a part of a community what people can do to survive off each other and how you represent that community like you've got people the craft people you've got people at creative they've got the people at the technical so they actually like build this whole community with gridded into the system too okay. um which represents life as we know it i think um but with no class system no currency so everybody has the same experience you're not gonna because in this in the default world as we call it um you know you go out with a group of friends and some people can't afford it and some people can there's different classes people just so much to deal with but at burning man everybody is the same um and there's like a gifting culture so instead of getting it's sort of it's all about giving um so you tend to like take gifts around with you because everything's free food alcohol um everything Everything you want to do. Hmm. Um, so sounds like a bunch of socialists. Often, <laughs> sounds fucking fantastic. Yeah, um, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, these are some of the gifts I was giving out, and these is what uh, what we sell on my um, sweet shop site, which is sweetsold.co.uk, by the way. Oh, is um, there something in here? It's a toothbrush that you, that you can chew. So it's got sugar-free toothpaste crystallized in it. So if you're on the go and you need to brush your teeth. Or These are so cool. If you need to brush your teeth, what? or you want to, you're out clubbing and you need to chew on something. Oh, this one's empty. Um, you use this one. No. Oh, is it? <laughs> is it really? I was trying to figure out what the shape was, and I handed it to him. Oh, yeah, is it? I must have had that burning man. Sorry. Yeah. That's so, clever. Yeah. Keep up that dental hygiene. Do you have Thank one you. that flosses? Um. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's just a bunch of strings. You yeah. just chew on floss. Yeah, just, just pull the string. <laughs> <laughs> What's this book you brought? You brought a book? What's well, yeah. a book? Excuse you me, read? I've still got a cold and I keep sniffing. Um, Metamorphosis. Oh. This was this year. I just wanted you to see the... the. This is one of the pamphlets you get, right? And this is the... Oh, this is from Burning Man? Yeah. Oh, crazy. Um, this is the book? Yeah, it's a whole... Well, it's oh. more than that where you get in... And this is actually the the map of Burning Man. Oh, wow. And the cities and streets that people live in, and you actually have your own address. 
and so it's actually um, so you set up like a mini world for yeah, like infrastructure. How long is it a week? Center camp, and then you've got Burning Man here, and then Temple right out there, which is where people go and. Oh, wow. Okay, so you can see all of Burning Man from just there. What yeah. are these like bleachers or are these like? Camps? Have you seen it from space? Oh, go oh no! If you put that in there, Haley, can you Google? Yeah, Burning Man from space. Yes. Oh, yes, you can. What does that look like? Um, it looks incredible. It is just this ball of light. Um, and it looks rather alien oh. um, in the desert. And um, it's just absolutely wonderful. Crop you just circles. look at it and think, this is what humans can do together, you know. Crop without... circles. Yeah, it looks that's like a crop circle, yeah. Oh, aliens. Yeah, you all are getting here. abducted. That one right there, that's the one when it's from um, the space station. The black one, that's it. And all, all you can see is the lights. And at night time, it looks like Vegas. It's just, you think, how can this be out here? It's got to be better than Vegas. Oh, it's much better than Vegas. That was a stupid analogy. Sorry about that. Yeah, we apologize. Yeah, yeah. We didn't mean to. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Gosh. How big is that? I'd say that I think there was 70 odd thousand people there this year. Oh, okay. So now imagine that, but the size of Woodstock. Right. If it was cheaper. Yeah. Well, free, <laughs> basically. It became free. Man, no fences. Wow. Yeah. Didn't get time to build the rest. Why a circle? I guess for an, like an amphitheater, I guess, for just the Burning Man. I think it's the way it um, builds around the, the man as it's like a view for everyone out. Um, and it's like a pilgrimage out to Burning Man, for me anyway, from center camp. You know, that's a, a, few, a couple of miles. But it's a it's a wonderful experience. I think everybody should it should be on everybody's bucket list really to experience what it's like to be out there with other humans that feel the same. And um, look at those look at those clowns. Look at those clowns. <laughs> look at those clowns. Literally, <laughs> we're, we're literally looking at clowns. Yeah, <laughs> he's not being offensive to anyone. No, no, they right. are clowns. Well, I mean, they got clown noses. <laughs> uh, I think I'd like to see Burning Man. It always reminds me of that Malcolm in the Middle episode. Oh, you don't know, Mark. Oh, you've seen it? I, I've seen it, yeah. Oh, yeah, course, where, yeah. where they go there, and he's, like, in yeah. the RV, and he's like, yeah. wow, this is a modern rendition of American Man. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, trying to sweep, like, fake grass in the desert. He's like, what are you, what are you people looking at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you seen the Simpsons episode? No. Oh, man. Oh, okay, now I'm going to have to see that one. It's so good. That's funny. Yeah. So good. I've never seen it. I'd like to at some point. You Damn it. Just see it after this. <sighs> What is that noise? Oh wow! Sounds like when the, when the train's warming up to go. Garbage truck? Huh? <laughs> That's weird. Like a UFO landing. Interesting. We're coming to us. It's like three in the afternoon. What the <laughs> fuck are they doing? <laughs> I told you it's a UFO. <laughs> Fair. Just believe that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So your album's planning to come out at the end of the year. Yep. What else? Uh, what else do you got? We we're just over an hour, an hour and a half. Wow, damn! I love talking. I ain't man. got nothing else for you. You got nothing else? Not really. I didn't think so. No. Hmm. Yeah. So, what uh, social media is? Where can people find you? Um, they can find me um, at chrisel.com, K-R-I-S-S-E-A-R-L-E. It's kind of really just a landing page for previous music I've released. Um, and then we've got the, if you want to go online and get an audio card and design it at home. An audio card? Yes. Um, you can go to Sweet Soul, which is the audio suite business. You'll find out when you see it. Um, 
S-W-E-E-T-S-O-L.co.uk. And then you can go to cvddoctor.club. Oh, I do recommend this one. But you will get charged a £20 handling fee if it has to be delivered to America. As a, yeah, I know. Well, it'd probably still be cheaper than some of the stuff over here, let me tell you. That's true. Yep. That's true. Yeah, or you can go on YouTube and watch Starfire and stuff like that as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't recommend that one as much. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming thank down, Chris. You, thank you for this having me. This was so much fun. Uh, what do you want to leave people with? What is your message? What is your thing? What do you want people to think about? Um, apple brandy isn't very good. <laughs> Really? You like yeah. the apple better brand yeah. new than the regular? Be you and really? enjoy life. Um, no, I like the regular one. Yeah. Be Recommend. you, enjoy life. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll take that. Good. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> You're welcome. You have an awesome day. What a good time. Ladies and gentlemen, you enjoy the rest of your fucking day.